Hello, and welcome to another episode of Metasci Kicks. My name's Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. Now? Yeah. Our microphone wasn't working, but Liv is stroking a nut over there. Is it technically a nut? Dude, I don't know. Do nuts grow on trees, or do nuts have to come out of the ground? Well, a peanut is a legume, so I guess you're right. It is a <laughs> nut. It's my emotional support, Buckeye. Well, you can be allergic to tree nuts. What about these nuts? <laughs> yes. <Wow. laughs> we haven't recorded a podcast in a while to think about it again. <laughs> Anyways, we are psychic mediums, twin flames, best friends, and uh, metaphysical comedians because most things that we talk about are extremely spiritual, but extremely not, I don't know, serious. <laughs> well, no, it's nutty, but we're not serious about the nut. <laughs> Let's be real. Anyways, today we're talking about the Egyptian pyramids because everyone's like, you gotta talk about Egyptian pyramids. Yep. I don't know. That's what game show people talk about. Or like, you know, when you were a little kid and they would pop in a VHS tape because your teacher didn't want to like teach you for that day. And the dude in the suit from like the 80s would tell you that on the little fuzzy computer screen. Well, I'm still stuck on the way that you said it. You're like a late time, like late night host on some weird jazz radio thing yeah exactly just like <laughs> we're going to be talking about the pyramids <laughs> yeah so everyone can settle into their comfy chairs or whatever it is they do while they listen to podcasts i used to clean my house vigorously while listening to podcasts now i just make used podcasts to. and don't clean my house vigorously ah <laughs> oh how the tables have turned how the turns have tabled. Yeah, I, I went to say that. It didn't work. <laughs> the ADHD or what is it? No. Dyslexia reversed Uno'd me. <laughs> Uno reverse card. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we are. We're talking about the Egyptian pyra- pyramids because everybody's really excited about talking about them. Egyptian if- pyramids. <laughs> And if you guys are new to this podcast, this is where we do haunted locations where one of us as psychic mediums knows nothing about the topic and the other one does a little bit of research and then we talk schmack about it. So that's what we're doing today. Today, M is the psychic chicken who knows nothing about what I'm talking about. And we did record a video on this two weeks ago, but she forgot what she... Uh, it was definitely longer than two weeks ago. <laughs> Don't lie. It was like a month, maybe a month and a half ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. I have no idea what I said. Zero percent, other than the fact that I talked to Anubis. Yes. And he talked in pictures. Which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, because you were like, hieroglyphics? I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Well, yeah, because I asked him, I was like, okay, before I say anything, I want you to tell me your opinion from the spirits and yourself. Do you think the pyramids were made by aliens? No. (laughs) And then I was like, where are you getting that information from? And she's like, there's this dude that looks like a jackal dude. He's like a jackal man because he stands. Yeah. But you said that his legs were like. They're like bent backwards because he was a jackal. Yeah. It's just hilarious to me because at one point I thought maybe you were talking to like not necessarily one of the gods, but like someone in one of the tombs. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, there's this dude here. And he um, has one of those weird headdress things. And you were like, is it a dude? And I was like, well, he looks like a jackal. So, (laughs) no. (laughs) Well, when he told me that his legs were jackal-like too, I was like, no, you don't even know who you're talking to. I'm going to shit your pants. (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea. 
because Liv looked them up and they were like, um, that's Anubis. And I was like, uh-huh. and then they, and then she was like, Anubis deals with the underworld. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's even funnier because I'm going to explain all of the jokes. Because if you're like Emma and don't know anything about any. Too autistic for jokes. Egyptian things. She's like, I don't understand. He's just giving me pictures. And she's not a very clairvoyant person, like medium. I mean, she is, but like, it's not. Don't not, tell me what I am. Not like me. You're very claircognizant. So it's hilarious that he was using pictures because fucking hieroglyphs. <laughs> and when I said that, she's like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Don't worry. I don't remember any of it. So, <laughs> Okay. So, what do you ask Anubis if he will be so kind as to jog your memory about what you talked about with pyramids and how they were built? Because that's what we're focusing on today is a little bit of the history and how they were built. And then the conspiracies. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, I know that everybody thinks that aliens built a pyramid. <laughs> And we're really sorry for anybody that does believe that the pyramids were built by aliens. Your opinion is valid and entitled to all of its information that you'd like. However, I also learned things that are bad about why thinking the pyramids are built by aliens or other things is very rude and actually racist, which I never thought was a thing, but I guess it is. And uh, why aliens maybe isn't the best conspiracy theory to think about or theory. Yeah, no, people built the pyramids. <laughs> I find it interesting that um, people think aliens did it because they think that it's impossible for people to do something like that. However, he showed me that they like lived, like there was a village nearby and that's like, because when you built pyramids, it took a long ass time. So they had to like go somewhere to sleep once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. And then they showed me that there was like some sort of body of water because again, they need to have some sort of source of water if they're living there in the middle of like the fucking desert. Mm-hmm. But again, I know nothing about the pyramids, so I didn't know what it looked like around that sort of location. So can you ask him what the river was also important for? Not just like drinking water, probably farmland. I don't know what you're asking. Uh, yeah, what else like what else was the river used for in relation to the building of the pyramids? Well, I don't know if this is stupid. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Cuz I don't know how this works, but it makes me feel like it somehow helped in building the like brick things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> there you go. So I was like, I don't know if that 
I don't know how you would do that. <laughs> exactly. And that's something okay, that great. like archaeologists and I don't know, people that work with archaeologists to figure out how building things works. Yeah. They have a theory about how they use the rivers to make the bricks to great. build the pyramid. That's what I was thinking <laughs> in the beginning because there was water there. And I was like, that seems like it could be a thing, but I don't know how it could be a thing because I I've, I didn't make the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> also to create a little more relatability around people that believe the pyramids are built by aliens. Because again, it's valid, but we just don't agree with it. My father-in-law thinks that the aliens were built by, or the pyramids were built by the aliens. And he goes on this giant really? dissertation. Yes. This oh huge, like the only time he wants to talk about things that relate to our business is by telling me conspiracy that. Conspiracy theories. Yes. Oh, yeah, A lot of people like conspiracy theories. They're fun. I mean, I do too. I think they're fun, but he thinks it's like a, a f that is it. It's aliens. And we also don't say that aliens don't exist. We just don't think they built the pyramids. <laughs> well, yeah. But my father-in-law is like, aliens exist and they built the pyramids. Well, maybe <laughs> <laughs> they just told them where to put the pyramids, you know, like ley lines. I don't know that the aliens would be responsible for that, but maybe the aliens are landing on top of the pyramids. I don't know. When I when you told me, when you asked me about aliens, I was assuming that- Oh, yeah, this is great. What? Because <laughs> I thought you thought that alien, like the Egyptian- the pyramids were built by aliens and then when you told me what you're about to tell me i was like i, well, I don't remember like, what i told you you're about to tell me what it is i thought it was like <laughs> people thought that the there was like weird conspiracy theories that like aliens came to the pyramids and like fucking abducted people or some shit i don't know <laughs> yeah it's like uh uh what is it with dimple the the, the ghost what about Dimple from Mob Psycho? Yes, it's like the one filler episode where they go to summon the aliens and they go to the top of a mountain and it's the yeah. only place to go at this one time during the year and they have to like step on their left foot, don't forget it, and then actually get abducted by aliens. Well, that's what I thought people were talking about because they're like, the pyramids have so much spiritual energy. It obviously attracts so many things to it, so it must be aliens. But when you were like, who built the pyramids? And I was like, oh, fuck. People think aliens built the pyramids, don't they? Ah! <laughs> I thought that that's what you... I thought we were on the same wavelength. Like, I didn't know that people thought that it, you could Dude, use the pyramids know, to summon aliens. So when you told me that, I was like, oh, my God, there's another layer. <laughs> Listen, I don't know that I knew that. I just... People were like pyramids and aliens but my autistic brain was like oh this is like a honing spot like a a radio telephone pole sort of bullshit thing and that's what brings it's the, the aliens bus station in. for aliens because that that's how my brain filled that in not the aliens built the pyramids so i'm just really confused the pyramids is one of the public transits for the universe yeah you got to stand on top and do a dance oh no it makes more sense to me because if you don't know we talked about this in another podcast it's called half-baked ley lines <laughs> it should be half-baked potato but it's fine um <laughs> I believe that they put the pyramids in that spot because of how the energy moves within the universe and the earth. So we are just subconsciously being puppeted to put things in where they feel good. So if there's like a river there, that also represents a ley line. But I feel like it's still like crossed. There's more than one ley line at this point. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about ley lines... Listen to Half-Baked Ley Lines. It half came out potatoes. a little bit ago. 
But yeah, I do agree with the spiritual aspect of the pyramids, of them being on ley lines possibly and like being a hot spot maybe for stuff because there's so much spiritual activity, but being being built by aliens no that's too much I for me i just thought it attracted aliens they were like and i love e. that <laughs> but no people are like they built it and i was like well that's dumb <laughs> <laughs> anyways um but yeah you the this anubis dude told me that they're like underground tunnel things that are associated to the pyramids which again never been in a pyramid and didn't know that that was a thing and then he told me that the Pyramids are built in a specific way to encourage the flow of energy throughout the pyramid. They are a like that to ward off like people that are going to steal shit and stuff like that. But also I feel like it's put in a certain format to help the dead cross over. Yes. Yeah. And then you told me about that weird door thing. Oh, yeah. I asked you what a false door was. Yeah. And you said it was like. They put like hieroglyphics of certain like positive aspects of their life. Is that what you were telling me? They basically draw out, the Egyptians did, what they wanted their afterlife to be like. Yeah. And then that's how their soul passes from the physical world to the spiritual realm. So they can live out their afterlife the way that they wanted themselves to. So it's like manifesting to the nth degree. <laughs> but yeah, he Anubis told me that... I know about Japanese cultures because we talked about the uh, Akigahara forest and the uh, traditions with in regards to like Japanese cultures is that when someone passes, they do a whole bunch of different rituals in order to help them help them overcome the like battles of transitioning from the here place to the spiritual realm because you have to like go through like your life review sort of aspects of things so in japanese culture if you don't have the rituals done you kind of get stuck here so the egyptians did similar things which obviously they like mummify them do rituals in that case but they also i feel like that's that stone is a part of it yeah which is fucking cool that you got all that from anubis I'm just freaked out that I'm talking to Anubis. Fucking me too, my guy. I <laughs> <laughs> know nothing about Anubis. Yeah. Good old Anubis. You there are other things that you wanted me to say? I don't remember what I told you before. No, you told me that they had underground chambers, which I also didn't know. Uh, you told me that they were arranged like in a weird way with the spiritual flow of energy and that anubis was fucking talking to you because that's what that's what pyramids are used for is burying people and that's exactly what he deals with is mummification yeah. and the afterlife <laughs> so anyways let's get into the history of egyptian pyramids so early tombs were actually built for egyptian kings and they were bench shaped mounds called mastabas which means bench in arabic so i know that sounds weird but like they imagine a normal pyramid and then cut off the top and then just sit on it. Sit on a flat ass pyramid. That's what benches, I guess, looked like in uh, the old Egyptian era, which is why they were like, we're going to call them benches, but we're actually going to put dead people in them because it's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I think benches should be used for today anyways. 
you know? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Take a pyramid, right? Like yeah. this. Mm-hmm. So it's like a square, but yeah. then it comes up on the top. Cut off the top. Now you got it, like your your feet will just if you sit on it your feet will just like slide down the edge a little bit and I guess that's how they made benches and they called them mastabas. Mm, do you know there's some torture devices that have the point on them that are similar to what you're talking about? Is it a pyramid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's not as big as one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you sit on a pyramid and you put weights on either side. That doesn't sound like fun. It is a torture device, so. <laughs> Wow. You're fucking welcome. Anyways. TMI. <laughs> culturally speaking, since many of us that are listening are probably Americans or not from the Egyptian culture, you may thinking be thinking about a bench that you sit on like a park, but it's not necessarily the case. Kind of. It doesn't look like that. Looks like what I told you. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the early Egyptian kings were buried in mastabas. So these are underground burial chambers with an above ground offering chapel comprised of unfired rectangular mud brick or stone with a flat top whose sloping sides form a large base. I hope that helps you with the description of what the early mastabas look like. Just look them up. I told my husband, I'm like, we're not getting cremated or buried in the ground in a casket. We're having a fucking mastaba. And I'm going to take Dunnell, my beloved dog, when she passes. And I'm going to like cremate her and then put her ashes in an urn and have a full-sized like concrete sculpture of her and if we get real fancy maybe i'll make it marble because i could and then put the ashes inside there and have her as like a gargoyle at the front of the tomb and then we'll have sniffles there too in the same sort of format and any other animals that i ever have in the chapel area and then we'll have like weird scary blow-up doll versions of us Behind the window, just to scare people out. <laughs> and this is when you die? Yes. And I'll plant trees on top of the mastaba, so it looks like something out of Indiana Jones. That seems like a lot. You have, um, what kind of tree do you like? Sycamore trees? Yeah. Yeah. Growing out of the top of it and having your roots just around it? Yeah, but I want my ka to look really scary. My ka is... It's the statue that looks like you through this little peephole behind the, the chapel area. Are you going to possess it like animal? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so when people come to your, your grave, grave site. They'll just they'll, hear, hello, welcome to my mastaba. No, it has to be scary. <laughs> that is scary. No, Are listen. you kidding me? <laughs> they'll look at your, your, I don't know what you word you used. And then they'll look at your weird statue thing. And then they'll look away and like walk around the casket thing. And then your statue would be turned back to them staring at them. <laughs> With a winky face. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why I thought it should be scary blow up dolls. Cause that's really scary. I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of the Egyptian culture because obviously a statue would be She's way trying cooler. trying to make fun of her death. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because death is funny. That's how you deal with it. Rude jokes. Don't put us in a morgue. (laughs) No, please don't. Well, I did give a house reading, though, to a funeral home once. And the girls who run the funeral home that I did the the reading with. Same humor. Same humor. How can you do that without having that humor? But the souls absolutely adore them. And if anybody's going to embalm me, I wish it was them. (laughs) And if they listen to this, you know exactly who you are. Because you're the only people I've ever done a funeral home house reading for. Naturally. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if we were going to be going into a simple mastaba 
or the precursor of pyramids or the Great Pyramids today, there would be a real door to enter the structure. This door would open up to the Mastaba's chapel. In the chapel, like mine, there would be an offering table, a false door, and a wall dividing the chapel from the Mastaba's Sardab. So the Sardab is the area behind the wall dividing everything, where our cause would be for Bradley and I will be scary blow up dolls to keep people out. And for actual Egyptian people who are like lovely, their cause or their statues would look very, very nice and probably be made out of like stone or wood. And they'd have like really nice, what is it? Uh, like colored painting on it. So it looks just like you. What if there's just a picture of the Mona Lisa? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> That was a lot of information very quickly. <laughs> Anyways. So false doors, which are characterized by a recessed surface with a symbolic entrance in its center, are used for the souls of the deceased to travel freely to and from their tomb. So it's like their escape door. And the Sardab is a room sometimes sealed or only accessible by a small patches way or viewing hole where the Ka or the statue of the dead would be placed. I feel like a viewing hole would be kind of fun, but you ever... What is it? Knowing Bradley, if we did the little viewing hole in our mastaba, he would want it to be like the Seinfeld episode where Kramer, <laughs> the one guy who lives across the apartment way, he's like, I want a peephole, but I want to reverse people. I only want people to be able to see into my apartment and I can't actually see out. And that is what our peephole and our mastaba will be. It will be one of those little apartment keyholes, but only people can see in, but our cause can't see out. Because we're dead. We don't need to see them. This is very uh, interesting that you're planning your death <laughs> in our podcast. I'm just, so everybody yeah, knows. Listen, it's like my last wishes. We'll have a GoFundMe. The cultural, Olivia's Mastaba. The cultural aspects of pyramids and then Olivia and Brad will die and they'll be like <laughs> behind an apartment door. <laughs> no 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 just the keyhole little thingy that goes to our from our sadab to where our cause are or the chapel yeah. to the sadab is going to be a reverse people so many people are going to be so absolutely like flabbergasted like the archaeologist of the future will be like how Why? many dad jokes are in this and if they don't even like what if the aliens come and find us can I also say that when you are astral projecting, <laughs> you have just as many dad jokes. Well, that's good. You literally came to all of us and was like, oranges. And we're like, why does it smell like oranges? And you're like, aren't you glad it's not a ghost? <laughs> Jesus. That is who you are on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're planning your death with a peephole. Yeah. Yeah. A reverse peephole. And blow up dolls. Yes, because you have to scare them. Yeah. We'll make them out of like Teflon too, because Teflon doesn't ever like uninflate. They'll be like impermeable. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I'm never going to die because I sold my soul to a demon. <laughs> I've had a lot. I said, said, I had somebody ask me yesterday in an email if reading. If you could sell a soul to demons. What other soul contracts they had. They just said, oh. what soul contracts do my soul hold? And I was like, the one that you decided to incarnate in? Well, a lot of people will use the idea of soul contract as a contract between another person. So you share contracts, like where you sign here with other people. So they're like, you're my dad. That's a contract sort of thing. 
I just told them that I didn't understand anything about the contracts that I think they wanted me to ask me about. So I was like, this is this is what I believe. I don't understand the other ones. Yeah, I mean, it's just a way of understanding because obviously a contract doesn't exist. It just is naturally occurring. Because, you know, so. the lawyers are demons. <laughs> I'm sorry, edit our demon podcast that's going to come out before this one. Just go listen to it. We talk about how lawyers are demons. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You want to sell about your soul, soul to contracts. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've sold my soul to several demons, I think. Everything's fine. I'm fine. So around 2780 BCE, King... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm probably going to mess all of these up. I think it's Dasser, but I may be saying that in a French way. <laughs> but uh, around 2780 BCE, King Dasser, architect. Oh, King Dasser's architect, Imhotep, built the first pyramid by placing six mastabas, each smaller than the one beneath it, in a stack to form a pyramid. So it wasn't until 2780 BCE that Enhomtep made the first pyramid by stacking six normal mastabas on top of each other. Like later pyramids, it contains various rooms and passages, including burial chambers for the king. Today, this step pyramid stands on the west bank of the Nile River near Memphis. So if anybody wants to see Enhomtep's first pyramid, I guess it's still there because they did a damn good job building stuff. You got anything to say about that? <laughs> nope. Okay. Damn good job building stuff. I can't even have the little swooshy archways that the, the 1930s and 50s houses have anymore because no I one could. cares about architecture. You could still do it. Why I don't we have gargoyles on things anymore? You would have to take the doors off, though, because I don't think you want to cut the door to fit an arch. That would be hard <laughs> it just makes me angry the lack of architectural love listen in anything we just we just gotta find some old ass houses to live in <laughs> and they're all still gonna be haunted and it's gonna be perfect for our business everything is fine Sounds i've got good. a plan as long as we have a ghost butler butler i'm in <laughs> ghost butler and we can have also have real butler too <laughs> jesus christ butler is the cactus that i got emily <laughs> he yep. stands by the front door that's why his name is butler Except for the fact that he's not by the front door. It's okay. Shh. He doesn't have to know. He's, he's sessile. Leaning. <laughs> he's got scoliosis. Sorry. The transition from the step pyramid to a true smooth-sided pyramid took place during the reign of King Snefru, founder of the fourth dynasty between 2680 and 2560 BCE. So the largest and most famous of all the pyramids is the Great Pyramid of Giza, which was built by Snefru's son, Khufu, which is, uh, I mean, let's, let's face it. What, if we have Peapod, who's going to be born and my husband's name is Bradley, we should just name our son like Dudley. Because Why? if Snefru has his son Khufu, then we should have Bradley and like Dudley. Why? Because <laughs> it sounds similar. Don't you get it? No. Snefru. I don't get jokes. Remember, I'm too autistic for this shit. Khufu. You could just name him after the Lion King characters. Yeah, but the Lion King, they have different names. You have Simba, and yeah. then you have, what's his dad's name? Mufasa. Damn it, you're right. What? That's that's kind of close. Mufasa and Simba, Mufasa. they both have an ah at the end. Most female names do, too. 
I know. Uh, so then what would we name if, if Peapod was a girl, what would we name the daughter? Exactly. Your mom. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. So this pyramid that was built by Khufu, it originally stood over 481 feet high. And today it's 450 feet high, which is still pretty damn good. Again, architects, take note. Scientists, all, and I can say that my brother's an architect, so fight me. Scientists estimate that its stone blocks average over two tons a piece, with the largest weighing as much as 15 tons each. Two other major pyramids were built at Giza for Khufu's son, King Khafre, and a successor of Khafre, who was known as Mankiri. They also have Roman names. Khafre was called Sephron, and Mankiri was called Mysterious. Mr. Cernus. My Serenus. Cernunus. Cernunus. <laughs> so also located at Giza is the famous Sphinx, a massive statue with a lion and a human head carved during the time of Khafre. So pyramids do not stand alone, but they were part of groups of buildings, which included temples, chapels, other tombs, and massive walls. So these places were literally spiritual burial compounds it's just like a normal cemetery over here in 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 the u.s of a but way cooler <laughs> so are there multiple people that are buried in the pyramids that aren't just the pharaoh and their family i think so because they also had like the kings would have pyramids built specifically for their like countrymen basically what we would call countrymen so all of their loyal followers and people that like did their taxes and prayed for them and were Is religious that why figures. There's more than one over there. Were yeah. they for different kings or pharaohs? I think they're for different kings or pharaohs. But okay. they also have little ones too. So like the only like and we have tiny the big pyramids that still stand, but mm -hmm. underneath all of that is like cities mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. That were the buildings that were temples, chapels, and other tombs with big old walls. Great. Can we go to the pyramids? I would love to. I think it'd be great. Only you can get us there. <laughs> but so the architects or the scientists, sorry, not the architects, the scientists say that these stones that were used to make these big pyramids of Giza, one weighs as much as 15 tons, which is why people are like, the aliens did it. Slam's table. <laughs> no hot Egyptian guys could ever pull 15 tons. Not enough camels or horses or donkeys could ever do that. And I like to say poo-poo on that because you ever seen me? I'm strong. What is it? Olga? Yeah. <laughs> That's her alter ego for Helga. Alter, alter ego. Oh, Helga. Helga is my alter ego. My mom gave that to me when I was 13 because I was stronger called, than my brother. It's called being a horse girl. Uh, how many horse girls does it take to build a pyramid? Probably like Two. six. <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> oh, goodness. You need so. horse girl energy to build pyramids. That's who really built the pyramids. Horse girls. Not oh, aliens. <laughs> counter conspiracy yeah <laughs> a reddit thread metapsychics reddit conspiracy theories. the name of this podcast horse girl energy built the pyramids not aliens fight us <laughs> fight us <laughs> all right so there has been speculation about pyramid construction egyptians had copper tools such as chisels 
drills, and saws that may have been used to cut the relatively soft stone. The hard granite used for the burial chamber walls and some of the exterior casing would have posed a difficult problem. However, workmen may have used abrasive powder, because like sand, (laughs) with drills and saws, and their knowledge of astronomy was necessary to orient the pyramids to the cardinal points. And water-filled trenches, probably from the rivers that were close by, were used to level the perimeter. A tomb painting of a colossal statue being moved shows how huge stone blocks were moved on sledges over the ground, first made slippery by liquid, so like sledges, and the blocks were then brought up to ramps to their positions in the pyramid. Finally, the outer layer of casing stones were finished from the top down and the ramps dismantled as the work was completed. So like that makes a lot of sense (laughs) to me, at least. Of how people actually built the pyramids, not aliens. Yeah. Yeah. There was like something where they actually like, here, I'll get into it. I wrote it down. Most of the stone for the Giza pyramids were quarried from the Giza plateau itself. Some of the limestone casings were brought from Torah across the Nile, and a few of the rooms were cased by granite from Aswan. Marks of the quarry workers were found on several of the stone blocks, giving the names of the worker gangs, such as the Craftsman Gang. (laughs) And part-time crews of laborers probably supplemented the year-round masons and other skilled workers. The Greek historian Herodotus reported in the 15th century BCE that his Egyptian guides told him 100,000 men were employed for three months a year for 20 years to build the Great Pyramid. However, the modern estimates of the number of laborers tend to be much smaller, and the pyramid building was at its height from the 4th through the 6th dynasties. So, like, it was just a cool fucking thing to build pyramids from the fourth to the sixth dynasties and smaller pyramids continue to be built for more than a thousand years afterwards. God damn. Right. <laughs> they were like, this is great pyramids. Well, I'm sure they were not like that. I'm sure the Pharaohs were who don't do the work, <laughs> but I, you know, details. I wanted to look into this more and I didn't. However, there's a lot of people in the world that are like, slaves were used to build the pyramids. And I think it was not just slaves. It was also like people that were employed. Because when I was doing research for this, I feel like I have a past life that was Egyptian and he was a man. And I was trying to research more about just pyramids in general. And I've never felt like I've had a past life as an Egyptian until I did the research for this. Yeah. Because during my research of watching one of the documentaries, there's apparently like in Egypt, families will just be employed by the government or different archaeological teams for generations to uncover their past history. So there were people that were working on these archaeological digs who are Egyptian and their father and their father's father have been digging for the same company in the same and various areas for literally three generations. And they're not slaves. They're being paid to do the work. So I feel like when people... So you're talking about the digs, like the archaeological digs they're yeah. being paid for? Like, or they're being paid for to build the pyramids? Both. My past life was telling me that very similarly Oh, to how people are employed in present day to uncover the pyramids for generations, like three generations of men. Mm-hmm. that's how that was used to build the pyramids as well. In addition to slave labor, probably. <laughs> yeah. 
but it wasn't you. just slave labor because slave labor was a part of the times back then, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Okay. I just wanted to talk about that briefly because I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And then this past life's like, because it's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. They didn't just not do it for money. That would be dumb. We're not that stupid. And I was like, got it. Yep, because they have a different, it, they're telling me it's like, I understand this from an animal standpoint, but they're like, when you have groups of horses, you have a leader for the horses because it makes it safer for having one strong mind to make the decisions to keep the rest safe. So these people sort of fell in line with the way in which things existed then in the sense of worshipping sort of a pharaoh aspect thing. So they were more willing or understanding of doing that. So yes, there were slaves that did that. Those were the lower class people. But there were still people that did it and they did like they got things for it like trading and things like that yeah yeah so i just thought it was cool because i also would not have known because i've never done any research on the pyramids besides just hearing about them from social culture and stuff like that that generations of family have families egyptian families have been digging to uncover their history for hundreds of years if not longer so yeah they're very much like they we needed to do that in order to support our society because having this society kept us safe. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the conspiracy theories now that we've done some history? Uh, are we going to meet E.T.? <laughs> what? No, we have to go to the pyramids and first. Meet e. Sit on Sit. top of them without weights. <laughs> without weights. <laughs> yeah. And then wait for the aliens to come. To abduct, abduct us. Yes. And then they can put something else up our butts. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. This podcast is unhinged today. It's fine. The more unhinged, the better. Makes it more fun Probes. to listen to. Jesus. All right. So Jesus. we're going to go through the original conspiracy theories. There's 10 of them. I know we covered some in the video, but uh, should we go through all 10 or just pick some funsy ones? Just pick some fun ones because I feel like most of them are the same because they're like, this person built the pyramids. This thing built the pyramids. Aliens built the pyramids. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They're all pretty good, though. I like them all. (laughs) Okay. So these are not my stories. These are someone else's stories on the interwebs, but they're bizarre theories about the pyramids that people don't, that that don't involve aliens. That's literally... (laughs) Bizarre theories about pyramids that don't involve aliens. What? (laughs) So we're not meeting E.T. No, we have to go there. Dumb. Dumb? Dumb. All right. So this one is that the ancient pyramids were built to store grain. Medieval Europeans believe that the pyramids were granaries described in the Old Testament. Egypt's pharaohs were disturbed by dreams in which even lean crows devoured seven fat crows and seven withered ears of corn consumed even healthy ones. So some dude named Joseph interpreted the dreams. (laughs) Is Joseph one of the people in the Bible? (laughs) Am I really putting my foot in my mouth? I don't know. Joseph was like Jesus' dad, I think. Oh, okay. So Jesus' dad interpreted... There's a lot of people named Joseph, so... (laughs) 
It says Joseph interpreted the dreams to mean that there would be seven years of abundance in Egypt, followed by seven years of famine, and he advised the Pharaoh to begin storing a surplus of grains. But I don't know if they're talking about Jesus' dad, because that seems like a weird thing to come out of Jesus' dad's mouth. I I don't know. It, okay, so it says the description of the pyramids as Joseph's granaries stretches as far back as the 6th century, where they were identified as such by Gregory Taurus in his History of the Franks. The theory was further popularized by works such as the Book of John Mandeville, a hugely popular 14th century travelogue that one of the point notes, I will speak about something else that is beyond Babylon across the Nile River towards the desert between Africa and Egypt. These are Joseph's granaries, which he had made to store the wheat for hard times. <laughs> they are well-made, hewn stone. Two of them are amazingly large and tall, and the others not so big. And each granary has an entrance for going inside and a little above the ground. For the land has been ravaged in ruins since the granaries were built. <laughs> so... The white I don't people, think that's Jesus' dad. <laughs> the white people of medieval times believed that because in the Bible there was something about the Egypt's pharaohs with corn and crows and healthy things, that the pyramids were just big old fucking places for Cheerios. Jesus. <laughs> Which, honestly, let's be real. The whole time we have pyramids, right, people don't want them going in there. We have the, like, idealized, like, what is it, um, Indiana Jones and, like, other theory movies where, like, people go into the pyramids and, like, want to discover treasure and then there's booby traps. Chased by giant rocks. Or poison darts. Or, like, the skeletons that come out and dance with you and then you're like, ah, it's I have two me. left feet, I can't dance with you. The mummies come alive. Yeah, things like that. If that's what the Egyptians were going for, to think that the pyramids were granaries and just not go in there, that like, are they actually winning? Jesus, how do you get into them? There's a front door. There's there's a front door. We went through this. The Mastaba has a front door. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was here for that, huh? And then they got false doors, but you can't go through those. Well, what the fuck not? Unless you're dead. Unless you're dead. <laughs> You're like, guys, I know how to get to the end of this game. They're like, no, please don't do it. <laughs> and then your soul goes through it. And they're just like, no, Jerry, why? You think there's a portal in those false doors? They are. They are portals for souls to travel through, but specifically but one person's souls. Squints. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm asking you. The real, the real information. I feel like they're extremely specialized. It's not just an energetic thing because it already sits on an energy thing. So they're like that door is specifically for a person, but the whole place is kind of like a portal anyways. So it's like shoots and ladders. I don't think it's a portal. The false doors. I don't think any of it's a portal. No, no. It's just a lot of energy. Yeah. I mean, I've never, if it is a portal, I've never seen one look like that before. It's very different. Anyways, the white people said that inside they are the granaries where the fucking pyramids of Giza are completely full of snakes. And outside on these granaries are many writings in different languages. Some say that they are the tombs of great lords of antiquity. But that is not true. Well, yeah. 
if they were tombs, they would be empty inside, nor would they have an entrance for going inside, nor are the tombs ever made of such a large size and such a height, which is why it is not believed they are tombs. That's what medieval white people thought. Interesting. I really like it. It works in some weird way. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it keeps people out. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the whole point. Because mm. if, if the white people could understand the hieroglyphs, it would be like, do not come in here. This is where important people are. Please don't steal our things. Have a nice day. Yeah. And they're like, can't read it. Granary is not going to go in there because there's snakes. And I don't like snakes. I don't know anything about no snakes. Did you know that people, I don't know if this is the actual lore, but did you know that people thought that snakes were stealing milk from their cows? And that's why you have milk snakes. Interesting. <laughs> How are they going to milk the snakes? <laughs> oh, fucking no. Or milk the cows? They don't have arms. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> next one. The next conspiracy is that Noah, yes, Noah of Noah's Ark, built the Great Pyramid. That's it a good one. It really is. How? Why? Because he built some this big boat and they're like, yeah, they put all the animals out there, obviously. I don't understand how Noah had time for that. Very, very close. And see, this is how like, <clears throat> this is how the idea of conspiracy theories around the pyramids not being built by like the actual Egyptians and people that built the fucking pyramids can be racist. So there's only conspiracy theories on how they were built. <laughs> there are, so, I will get down to the bottom. We'll, okay, we'll go down to the I'm bottom like, for a funsy one. Listen. I still think that if you stood at the top of them, some alien would be like, you're closer to God. I'm going to take you there. <laughs> I'm going to take you there. What if Noah just came down in his ark and was like, here's a camel. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, who cares how they were built? People built them. Also, camels used to live in North America primarily until the land bridge died and then they were in, in, in the camels. desert. Yes. That's why camels do so well in North America because they're actually from here weird anyways <laughs> noah built the pyramids in 1859 <laughs> a british publisher named john taylor published his own books the great pyramid why it was built and who built it taylor had never seen the great pyramids of giza but after studying its measurements which had been compiled by an oxford astronomer john greaves and a french engineer who had accompanied napoleon during during his expedition in egypt Taylor concluded that the massive structure was a repository for the divine system of all mathematical truths. This is why I don't like math. <laughs> Taylor's elaborate calculation included the observation that if you divide the pyramid's height into twice the size of its base, you end up with a close approximation of pi. And he argued that the structure was being built using a unit of measurement called the pyramid inch which was 125th of the sacred cubit and nearly identical to the British inch. Taylor cited this as proof that the modern system of measurement was divinely inspired. I, I got more. Excuse me. <laughs> I got, how does this have to do with Noah? <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Taylor believed that Noah, not the Egyptians, was the true architect. And Taylor said, he who built the ark was, of all men, the most competent to direct the building of the Great Pyramid. Yeah, he did it by himself. 
just just one person but people people believe that one person built the pyramid just noah because he built a fucking ark higher civilization of people cool (laughs) so the argument i guess was not very convincing to the american (laughs) metrological society which noted in its annual proceedings there seems to be something bordering on the ludicrous in the ascription to a man situated as noah was at the time a man just escaped from a catastrophe so frightful as the destruction of the whole human race but to there's begin, a desert to begin anew the battle of life amid the wreck of a ruined world a project so wild so almost stupidly idiotic <laughs> as that of heaping up a pile of massive rocks yeah a million and a half cubic yards in volume he was like you know i built this giant boat let's go build some more giant things well, I also like the fact that it's not that a biblical figure who's been traumatized by the loss <laughs> of the human race can't comprehend the building of one pyramid or all of these pyramids, but the fact that they're like, they also call it a pile of massive rock heap, <laughs> which is just like the layers of insults towards the person that had this theory and the pyramids themselves it's like okay i know you're really trying to fight for the pyramids right now but you're really not listen everyone died so he (laughs) he didn't have help he didn't have help to build pyramids but they 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 believe that but not an entire civilization of people making that is correct yeah Mm mm-hmm in 1859 i would believe the aliens built the pyramid at that point if it was noah (laughs) (laughs) okay so if at the at this point in the podcast if given the option between aliens and noah (laughs) aliens fuck that (laughs) one person can't do that shit (sighs) i mean Maybe it's like me with Santa Claus. Maybe John Taylor just really was like, Noah is my guy. So Noah is a magical being. (laughs) (laughs) He built an ark to put all the animals of the world on. Are you kidding me? I don't think he did that by himself either. (laughs) He was the last person. Last person what? Wasn't he the last person ever? No, he has to have a lady so that he can repopulate the earth, my dude. Maybe that's the explanation (laughs) of Bigfoot. What the fuck are you talking about? How did Bigfoot come to be? He was one of the animals on the the boat. And then there was Noah. And another animal. No idea what you're talking about. We're talking about the pyramids. I mean, we're already so off base. base. So off base. So horrible. Just. We cannot. We talk to dead people, but we have too many funnies for it. I told you this is a metaphysical comedy. I told you in the first 10 minutes or less of the beginning. The crude jokes have gotten to a point now. (laughs) Because people that also like Noah are going to be offended. (laughs) I'm not saying that he's a bad guy. I'm just having fun with it. Okay, anyways. Just saying he didn't build the pyramids. Satan could have built the pyramids too. I also believe that because I think that's one of your theories. (laughs) It is. It's number four. So I believe that over Noah. Joseph T. Judge Rutherford, a leader of the early Jehovah's Witness movement. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Every religion is valid and true. We talk about this in a lot of our podcasts. So please take everything we say with a grain of salt. We are not upset or think any religion is not 
real or valid. We're just having fun. Anyways, okay, so Joseph T. Judge Rutherford, a leader of the early Jehovah's Witness movement, was determined to put an end to the Christian pyramidology imposed by his predecessor, Charles Taze Russell. Rutherford wrote in a two-part article appearing in the November 15th and December 1st, 1928, not that long ago, editions of the Watchtower titled The Altar in Egypt, wherein he declared, it is certain that the Pyramid of Giza, which he spelled wrong, he spelled it G-I-Z-E-H, there's no E-H, it's just an A, was not built by Jehovah God, nor was it built at his command. It is more reasonable to conclude that the Great Pyramid of Giza, as well as other pyramids thereabout, also the Sphinx, were built by the rulers of Egypt under the direction of Satan the devil. <laughs> so we got Rutherford, who's like, uh, Noah didn't do it. Aliens didn't do it. The Egyptians did build the pyramids. Beazle Bob from accounting did it. Under the direction of Satan himself. <laughs> yeah, because that's where the lawyers are. <laughs> I love it. Legally binding documents. Why couldn't he just say that the people that, like, the people of Egypt built the thing? Why does he have to bring the devil into it? Why, did this, why do people think we talk to demons? I mean, I guess. I think people just want to that. <laughs> think people want to sign their lives away to the demons i guess the so curiosity my dude they're like wow we why are you so evil yeah so anyways uh russell rutherford goes on to say that then satan put his knowledge in dead stone which may be called satan's bible and not god's stone witness in erecting the pyramid of course satan would put in some truth because this is his method of practicing fraud and deceit. He sprinkles in white lies. Because that's how Satan works. Well, yeah. He walks up to you and you're like, can I have a bottle of water? And Satan's like, sure. And then he gives you a glass of water. He's like, gotcha, bitch. It's probably actually that Satan planted the seed that he was the one that built the pyramids. That's probably more probable than him actually doing <laughs> So Rutherford continues with, and this is this is a good insult. Satan is a wily foe. <gasps> he resorts to all manners of schemes to draw men away from Jehovah and his service. One of the most subtle schemes Satan has yet adopted to accomplish the purpose has been and is the use of the pyramids of Giza. There are those who rely upon the pyramids who claim to be of Christ and his followers. We now wonder why we ever believed in or devoted any time to the study of the Pyramid of Giza. Not only will we abandon such a study now, but we will ask God to forgive us for wasting the time that we put on it and redeem it by hurrying to obey his commandments. Satan is a duty head. <laughs> Can we just take the, the, the one little tiny fish from SpongeBob where he goes, hoopla, and replace it with Satan is a duty head. Satan's a duty head. <laughs> In the highest pitch voice possible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about uh, how the pyramids could be. Uh... Let's just talk about pyramid power. You ready? 
Powerpuff Girls. If people are still here, they're the ones that, like, we haven't offended. And I think we've offended just about everybody. <laughs> Lord, I apologize <laughs> to the gods and deities. I mean, we did sign our souls away to... <laughs> to the lawyers of the underground. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I don't I don't remember signing my soul away, but if it happened, you don't have one, you sign other people's oh, souls yeah, away. Oh, that's true, because I'm the ginger. That I forgot about that. We did talk about that, too. Yeah, your soul jar. <laughs> <laughs> the Leo jar doesn't actually have dollars in it. It has souls. souls. <laughs> All right, pyramid power. The idea that the very shape of the pyramids makes them capable of harnessing regenerative powers probably traces its origins to the first discoveries of the well-preserved mummies in Egypt. In the early 20th century, French researcher André Bovee tested the theory by building a scaled-down replica of the Great Pyramid and placing raw meat inside of it to see if it rotted. Hearing of these experiments, Czech radio engineer Karl Drobel built a cardboard pyramid and claimed that it had actually sharpened his razor blades. In 1959, he was granted a commercial patent for his Cheops razor blade sharpener. But pyramid's power golden age was really in the 1970s. At that time, San Francisco-based writer Bill Sievert wryly observed that it was the perfect pop phenomenon for the Jimmy Carter era, it's simple. It requires no great commitment, and anyone who can afford a piece of cardboard can participate. Depending on the literature and advertisements you read, there were no limits to what pyramids could accomplish. Pyramids could sharpen cutlery. Pyramids could age wine. Remove the bitterness of coffee. Preserve foods. Purify tap water. Strengthen TV reception. Reduce pain. And of course, assist in meditation. What are we talking about? Pyramid power. <laughs> Is that where the aliens take us away? They, in the 1950s or are 1970s. Just things? You take things to the pyramids and the aliens sharpen them for you? They think that the shape of a pyramid mm -hmm. is powerful. Yeah, the triangle. <laughs> yes. What? Well, I mean, technically. Physics. It's triangles, but yes. Actually, it's a pyramid. Sorry, it's fine. Go on. <laughs> exactly. So they just thought that the shape of a pyramid was extremely powerful. Yeah. Which goes, Physics. <laughs> which goes into your theory of that people go to the pyramids to receive large amounts of power and or get abducted by aliens. What were you talking about when sharpening things? <laughs> yes. This dude, this Czech radio engineer, Karl Drobel, built a cardboard pyramid. Cardboard. Yeah. Cardboard. And, and he sharpened his knife with it. That it actually sharpened his razor blades. And he was like, did you know that triangles are the strongest shape? Yes. <laughs> Even when they're made out of cardboard, I can sharpen my razors. I don't know. Would you see all the crazy, like, weird fractal energy? I don't know. I've been too excited that Satan helped build the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see the pyramids and I see ley lines going through it. But once it hits the pyramid, it, like, crackles off into, like, fractals of energy. Like, very space techie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, it looks like a circuit board. Makes sense. But can it preserve your food and remove the bitterness of your coffee? 
But the top of it, all of the paths converge. I just want to know how you think, how you hypothesize a pyramid could remove the bitterness of your coffee. Well, it <laughs> filters out your soul. <laughs> coffee does? No, or a pyramid. pyramid. <laughs> it filters out your soul. If yeah. it has a false door, technically so it does. How would it not be able to brew your coffee too? Well, I mean, I'm just wondering how they used a pyramid to remove the bitterness of coffee. Like the coffee filter itself was in a pyramid shape. And because of the edges or something, like the geometry of your coffee filter okay, made it I'm gonna smooth and robust. Joke. However, <laughs> they could. The way that I see it is you have little tiny pyramid. The energy that I'm talking about, the energy underneath the pyramid looks like paths. And they all come together at the top. So if you put the coffee at the bottom, then it'll filter all of the bad juju out and then it'll become supersonic and go to the spirit realm. And then you'll You're have water. removing the soul of your coffee? You'll have water instead of coffee. <laughs> Wait, so is that how you purify <laughs> tap water? It actually was coffee, but now it's tap water? That's how you spiritually do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Besides the joke, that's how I see it though, is there's a whole bunch of paths coming from the earth going to one place, which is the um, spirit realm. Do you think that's what they believed they made it able for them to go to the spirit realm? It was one of the very key things. Because we also, it wasn't know, just that's that. Said, that's why I said one of them. Oh, yes. Because like the shape of it is important. Yes. Yeah, because they're like, someone says all paths of life lead to one like you all die sort of aspect and the pyramid goes to a point fuck that shit yeah that's what i'm talking <laughs> that's about. symbolic poetry <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no it makes a lot of sense and that's why there's different like chambers and paths in the pyramid too because all paths lead to one makes sense and to say it in a less crude way all paths all separations of people and things lead to one collective sorry there's someone saying it so you're welcome very interesting. You got room for one more conspiracy theory? Yeah, I'm here for it. Okay, great. Levitation was used to build the pyramids. Yeah, I can believe that one. <laughs> <laughs> Chokes. Uh, I'm going to cough this baby out with levitation from the pyramids. Okay, so... Levitation appears as a common theme among fringe pyramid theorists. The framed psychic Edgar Casey believed the pyramids were built by a consortium of Atlanteans, Egyptians, and Caucasians from southwest Russia. I thought this was about levitation. This is where it gets to be kind of, uh, again, racist because... Well, yeah, I know. People that are white believe that people who are brown i.e. the Egyptians who built the fucking pyramids could not do it without help from white people, biblical figures, or Satan. So it's just rude. I was hoping that the Egyptians could levitate things. I fucking hope so. And I told you this in one of the last podcasts. If I am a psychic medium and my powers are becoming cooler. Listen. If I can't shoot lasers out of my eyes or levitate a coffee cup, I'm done. Listen, there's people that could move things on the internet. I don't know if they're actually doing it, but they like turn some rocks over and they like move some smoke into a little point. 
but also you could just be the dude from Mob Psycho. That's what I'm saying. If I don't reach that level, I don't want it. I believe in you. I want to have a giant fucking broccoli. Do you ever think that it's you getting in your way? Yes. A hundred percent. You have the power of levitation. I have to uh, pay taxes first, though. You just have to believe. You just got to believe. Like Edgar Cayce did, who believed that the pyramids were built by a consortium by of, levitation. <laughs> of Atlanteans, Egyptians, and Caucasians, specifically from southwest Russia. And he claimed the ancients used their extraordinary mental powers to lift the massive blocks into place. Andrew Levitation. Levitation. Andrew Collins, author of the book Gods of Eden, Egypt's Lost Legacy and the Genesis of Civilization, cites a 10th century Arab historian who recorded a folktale. This folktale is inscribed magical papyri. I'm saying that wrong. Papyri. Just paper, basically. Inscribed magical paper were inserted beneath the stone blocks used in the construction of the pyramids. Before the latter were constructed by an instrument of some sort, plausibly a rod or stave. Somehow, this induced them to both rise into the air and travel for a distance of a bow shot. So you take paper, you write magical things on it, put it underneath the stone blocks, and the paper is what tells the blocks to levitate and go at least as far as you can shoot a bow and arrow. What are we talking about? <laughs> How people levitated the pyramid blocks. You know, I think the levitation theory would have made a lot more sense with the Satan theory. Because, <laughs> you know, in the Conjuring 1 movie where that lady was in a chair and she levitated, that seems more plausible than whatever the heck you're talking about. But we could also be wrong. You don't know. Maybe the people that made that movie actually put magical paper underneath the chair and she levitated. She was possessed by a demon. Or magical paper. You think people actually levitate when they get possessed? We could try and find out. I could get possessed. (laughs) (laughs) I volunteer as tribute. As long as you can get me out of that shit. Gotta give them a good growl and then get them out of my head. I might just feed you a donut and smack you around a little bit and be like, come back to me. Actually, there's no, there's (laughs) no guarantee that I'm not already possessed. There's no guarantee that we're not all already possessed. We could also just be living in the Matrix. I don't know. I'm pop pretty dark. Your, pop out of your little jelly suit and fucking smell the fresh air. That might be the reason why I'm the dark part of your soul is just because I'm possessed by a demon. <laughs> I'm the demon. Everything's fine. You're not possessed by a demon. But, Colin, demon. <laughs> but Collins did conclude that by striking the stones, the ancient Egyptians were able to set up some kind of sustained sound vibration that enabled the building blocks to defy gravity and move over the ground for a distance of 86.5 meters, specifically, before they would have to be struck again to achieve the same result. After producing an initial thrust, they would have been able to take advantage of Newton's first law of motion. So now he's saying that if you use a tuning fork that's big enough, it will vibrate the stones to go around 86.5 meters, and then you got to hit them with a giant tuning fork again, and then they fall down. Leviathan. So. (laughs) Leviathan is a serpent dragon. Maybe that's actually what they're trying to tell us. That Leviathan, one of the uh, demons. Demons. (laughs) We're back to Satan, guys. He's not Satan. I know he's not Satan, but so many people would say that. Dragons. (laughs) Okay, so. I mean, if he's a dragon, he can float, right? 
Well, I'm pretty sure he's a serpent. He ain't got wings. That's what I'm saying. Leviathan. Levitation. Levitation. It's mo- it's dragons, guys. It's Leviosa. <laughs> not Leviosa. We're, we're, we're not mature enough for this. No. So Collins concluded that they used a giant tuning fork. Now, recent, quote, legitimate research into the field of acoustic levitation has been seized upon as further evidence that the Egyptians, along with the builders of Stonehenge and the statues on Easter Island, had mastered the science. So, I mean, if you put something in a big vibrating room, okay, like, you know, when you got a really bumping sound system in the back of your car and there's a leaf in there and you turn up the sound system and the bass is really high and then the leaf is like, and like does its own little dance. That's what they're saying the premise of this is. But do you know how big it would have to be to levitate those fucking 1,500 pound or 15 ton stones? Yeah, I think it would fucking like scramble people's brains. You think that just like the Egyptians had like the actual like base? They're the original OGs of like mixtapes? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I think that's the only way that could uh I think that, that, that would work. scramble their brains. <laughs> that's a lot of vibration. So thank you to, uh, let's see, Mark Strauss. Who published this 10 bizarre theories about the pyramids that don't involve aliens because without you we would not have been as giggly as we have been and we appreciate it but what do you guys think do you think the uh, pyramids were built by aliens do you think that satan had a hand in it do, do you, you think, think that levitation happened do you think that if you go to the pyramids you'll get abducted by aliens because same <laughs> <laughs> it would be a fun time it would be a time it would be a time. I don't know. If it, it wouldn't would be, be a fun. good time because that one guy from Mob Psycho like lived on an alien planet for a long time, and then when he came back, he looked like a Barbie doll. So I don't know if I want to go that far. <laughs> they forgot him there. Everything's <laughs> fine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he had to like kill a Furby or something, and then he became the king of their people. Naturally, naturally, because I mean, if I killed a Furby, I would want to be the king of something. We just need movie night where we would just watch weird things together. We can do that. Sounds like a good time. (laughs) So anyways, in conclusion, we believe that the Egyptians built the pyramids, not Noah, not Satan, not levitation, not aliens. Not your mom. I mean, I mean, (laughs) if I had a past life as an Egyptian guy, maybe my mom did build the pyramid. She does have her horse girl energy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So if you guys are interested in content like this, let us know or different topics somewhere. Also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. With a dad joke. I had a dad joke. Someone sent one in. It was really good. Hang on. Give me a second. And it's recent too. Yeah. If you don't have it, I have one. Okay, give me a give me a second. Okay, this is a good one too. So <clears throat> If you guys feel so inclined, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate our show on Spotify if that's what you're listening to. If you want to listen to more things like this, we've got 115 at least episodes on things just as hopeful. They're maybe not as unhinged. Today's a special day. We're feeling saucy. Definitely unhinged. (laughs) It's a saucy day. But if you leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, we will read your dad joke that you put in the five-star review. And if you don't give us a five-star review will be sad so anyways you better give us a reason in your dad joke <laughs> <laughs> bar haws 21 says fantastic podcast 
The subjects can get intense, but the approach is very calming. <laughs> the subject was very intense and the approach was not calming. <laughs> so they say, I gave up studying extraterrestrial medicine. I just couldn't find the patience for it. I don't get it. Because it's extraterrestrial medicine and he's trying to find people. Maybe he needs to go to the pyramids. <laughs> Anyways, until next time, we are your meta kicks. Wow. We've been doing this for almost two years and she still doesn't know what button is our theme song. Yeah. yeah. If I don't do things for a while, I forget about them. I just take it out of Object my head. Object permanence. 100%. And then I push it somewhere else.